welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Robbins. Today I'm speaking with Mary Stahovich about how she uses aquifer cases to meet PA accreditation standards for addressing diversity and inclusion, and to incorporate difficult-to-find resources on sensitive topics into her women's health and behavioral medicine courses. Mary is Assistant Professor and Didactic Coordinator of Physician Assistant Studies at California Baptist University. Mary, I just have to tell you, I am so delighted to speak with you today. Well, thank you for the for the invitation. I'm, I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to share um, about how our program has been utilizing Aquifer. So why don't you tell me a little bit about um, your program and the teaching that you do? Sure, sure. So our California, <clears throat> excuse me, Baptist University a Physician Assistant Program here in Riverside, California is a 24-month uh, graduate level program. It's a master's degree program. And uh, while the national average is 27 months for physician assistant programs, we're a little more condensed at 24 months. Uh, and so therefore, it's really necessary that when we're delivering content, that it be um, succinct and to the point. Um, and therefore, we're also selective about the material that we use as well. We have to be um, because of the time constraints. When we were speaking earlier, you mentioned that you've incorporated aquifer cases into your program to meet PA accreditation standards. I'd love to hear more about that. We are all in the physician assistant uh, medical educator world working with a new fifth edition of our accreditation PA standards. Uh, and new to that is the inclusion of diversity and inclusiveness. So Truthfully, one of the reasons that I specifically chose some of these aquifer cases was because I knew that it would help us uh, to meet that, meet that standard. I was actually pleased to be able to uh, utilize more than one case that uh, addressed diversity and inclusiveness. Both of them start off with chief complaints that don't provide any kind of hint um, about the fact that they do address issues that have been stigmatized. It's only in diving deeper that the student uh, clinician-to-be discovers that. For example, um, there's an internal medicine five case, which specifically states initially that it's a 55-year-old male with fatigue, mm -hmm. that could be quite a few different medical issues. So, of course, we're hoping that the students will delineate that during the case, but we're, we're very glad that in this kind of case that they're also exposed to the fact that they need to be on their toes, screening for patients with depression, bipolar disorder, Bipolar disorder has had a lot of stigma in the past, as well as uh, possible alcohol dependency issues. And then there was there's another case that I assigned for a 72-year-old male. Uh, he comes in with one chief complaint, and then further in the case, it becomes apparent that actually he has a roommate um, who is also who he's also involved with. In a romantic sense. And so that speaks to the need for the medical provider to address additional medical concerns in real time. It wasn't mm -hmm. something that the patient was initially anticipating needed to be addressed, but Aquifer provides the opportunity for the students to see that sometimes they're going to need to shift gears and address some other potential 
medical and psychosocial issues as yeah, well. Yeah, well, even highlighting the importance of doing a social history, which oftentimes doesn't seem like a big deal, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. it gets sidelined quite a bit, sidetracked. Um, and it's difficult for many people to be frank about their social history. But there is enough rapport that's built up in the aquifer case initially that the patient feels comfortable revealing this to the clinician. And that is incredibly important for our students to be able to witness. In fact, we use these cases as a jumping off point to be able to build on another module later in the course where they have specific patient dialogues that are simulated between themselves mm-hmm. in, in real time and in person before they go into the clinic. So presenting almost a gold standard of interaction. Yes, yes, because the standard has to incorporate flexibility and compassion for a patient to be able to feel comfortable enough revealing their full social history. And in this case, it was that the housemate is romantically involved, but also a man. Right, right. And the case points out that, you know, this is something that the patient had not in his previous 70 years been comfortable revealing or conscious of revealing, whatever the circumstances may have been. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something about that interaction, that specific interaction with the clinician that enabled the patient to share that very sensitive information. Capturing that kind of vulnerability is quite challenging, honestly but it's included here in the aquifer cases. That's incredibly valuable for students. It opens the door for addressing the patient's potential multiple needs in terms of, you know, psychosocial needs. You know, if somebody has revealed anything in their social history Mm -hmm. that hasn't been on the chart, even if it's discussed in this conversation, we know that with a patient, we're going to have to rediscuss it later Mm -hmm. or they may need help just adjusting and coping with that themselves. Yeah. You know, they may not have really voiced it before because maybe it's too difficult to voice. Maybe they know that they're not going to be validated or have support for that. Whatever the social history concern or information is, that's actually relevant because anybody who's diagnosed with a medical issue for the first time has that same conversation where they're coming to grips with the realization of a diagnosis. And it leaves you with some psychosocial concerns that the patient and their family and loved ones have to adjust to. Mm -hmm. Do you then follow up with role play and practice or? Yes, it's funny you mentioned that. Exactly. So I need them to have this case uh, under their belt, if you will, um, and to understand the approach and to be ready for The fact that when they have a patient encounter, there's going to be something that happens with patients that can't be predicted. And, you know, that's not just to say that that would happen in a case that might include diversity and inclusion. That could happen really with anything, right? Anything. Um, But it's an excellent, it's an excellent model for, for that kind of dynamicity, if you will, in medicine that can happen. So I want them to understand that from this case that does happen to focus on diversity inclusion. And then we can expand it and have, if you will, a a number of simulated 
uh, patient encounter dialogues for them to all uh, witness prior to them going into the clinic where they have that real-time interaction. So you also shared with me that even though Aquifer doesn't have a dedicated women's health course, you've been able to find cases through their content library that you now rely on for teaching essential material in the preclinical women's health course that you direct. Yes, yes. So I'm the course coordinator for the women's health uh, class, which is actually running right now. And the students are really there to prepare for uh, taking care of patients in women's health. Of course, that includes a huge spectrum of cases, whether it's from OBGYN itself to common issues that women will come in with um, from breast-related or pelvic or other reproductive uh, concerns. And also, a lot of women, frankly, come to their uh, women's health provider and may not actually be seeing another provider very regularly. So this is a particularly important role uh, for medical providers to be comfortable in. They may have other chief complaints, if you will, that will come their way, uh, which don't necessarily have to do with reproductive concerns, but are still needing to be evaluated because uh, the women's health provider is also often the primary health care provider as well. So in this module specifically, uh, I was thrilled to see that there was the incorporation of some footage from an actual delivery case um, because, to be honest, I had searched high and low and I could not find, even with amongst quite a few other medical resources, I could not find that footage elsewhere. I'm sure part of that is because it it is very sensitive material, but we know that exactly because of that sensitivity, it's really critical for students to have an opportunity to understand, if you will, in real time, what happens during a birth so that when they are in a birth for the first time, that they can move through that appropriately and um, professionally and to be able to start carrying the knowledge that they've gained from the course. It's becoming increasingly difficult to get any sort of entree to the kinds of experiences. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. When a student, whether it's a medical student or a physician assistant student, is assigned to a women's health rotation, we know that there's no guarantee of a certain number of opportunities because, let's be frank, no woman knows exactly when she's going to deliver. So therefore, the didactic preparation becomes even all the more important um, and, and certainly being having the opportunity to view some real footage of a real birth enables that. In a lot of these sensitive situations, whether or not it's a woman who's in active labor or we're talking about issues that maybe, you know, have not received a lot of um, attention in the past in um, medical practice, for example, this becomes, in my mind, it becomes all the more valuable. If you will, women's health and behavioral medicine as a whole are, are really encompassing areas that in some, also in some cultures are really taboo. Yeah. 
much less, you know, may not be discussed much amongst the patient and their family or their friends or associates themselves. Because of that, having some really dynamic cases becomes all the more important. And if I, if I just may, that was one of the other attractions with this specific case. It was not just a snapshot in time of a woman at one moment during her delivery. It actually followed the patient from before she went into labor, um, talked about medical issues that she should be monitored for, and then also followed her through the active labor. Also discussed, very importantly, even had contraindications to digital cervical exams. I realize that's very specific, but frankly, it is really critical for the students to know, regardless of whatever area they may go into. Our students may end up in emergency medicine. They may not be in women's health. They really should all know when a digital cervical exam is contraindicated. That's just that's just fundamental. Um, so in any case, and then it... The, the same case moved through um, different different stages of labor as well as postpartum care itself. And that is incredible because the truth is, is that medical care really encompasses care at different stages. So if we can share with them one case that follows a patient through all those stages, it's even more beneficial. We've covered a lot of ground and I'm wondering, um, at this point, what are the key takeaways that you want your colleagues to remember? It has been incredibly helpful for being able to use Aquifer because of the quick way that it's set up so that we can assess cases quickly in terms of who has actually completed the cases and who has not. So tracking who's going Thank through you. the case. Yes, okay. yes. Aquifer enables us to open the window at a time that we choose and close the window at a time that we choose as well. It's just very quickly to identify students who have completed it and who have not, and also where they are in their progress. If we have concerns about students who may be waiting until the last minute, which is not you know, the ideal, we know that from the tracking system that's set up by Aquifer. Any takeaways about the cases themselves? Any of us could have a patient who presents with one concern, and then as we roll into the visit, we realize that there's other issues that need to be addressed. It's really our bedside level of comfort um, mm-hmm. that allows us to be able to, to do that and to bring, the, to bring out the other concerns. It's all about individualizing the treatment for a given patient, and and that's what each of these cases does. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. I think that what you've told us about your use of Aquifer is very affirming for its utility and its its use in in a program that needs to be both efficient and effective. So I, I thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the for the opportunity. Again, we know that it's going to be an unusual year. And so we know that really it mandates creativity. It mandates flexibility. Aquifer really enables that. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion about using Aquifer cases to strengthen program teaching around diversity and inclusion and to prepare students to offer high-quality clinical care. Show notes from today's episode 
with additional links and resources are available on aquifer.org. There you can also find information about our podcast series, our Teaching Perspectives and Pearls blog, and our webinar and web shops. You can subscribe and listen to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.